Have you ever said to yourself, I don't have enough time. I am so overwhelmed. I need more clarity. I don't know how to do this. My to-do list is miles long. I'm exhausted. There's got to be a better way. Hi there, I'm Brad. And I'm Manette. Not only have we said all these things ourselves, but we've heard our community of creative entrepreneurs say them over and over again. That's why we created the Structure and Flow podcast. I'm Structure. And I'm Flo. And this is the Productivity Podcast for Creative Entrepreneurs. We believe that doing more and working harder are not the solution to your productivity challenges. We believe in more play, more fun, and more profit. Join us as we explore the interplay between structure and flow so that we can bring more grace and ease to your creative business. Brad's cursing. I didn't curse. You did curse. We need a a tip jar like in Luke Cage. (laughs) Yes, where you have to give a dollar every time you say a bad word. That's right. That would be pretty funny. I just binge watched all of Luke Cage. I like that show. It was really good. It's kind of violent and kind of good. Like it's hard. And man, Alfre Woodard in that. Yeah, she... Yeah, lots of lots of good acting. That's so and good, is, good music. This is an episode about focus, and we're talking about our distractions. That's right. Not about focus. So welcome to Structure and Flow. Episode 110. Episode 110, seven ways to improve focus at work or when you work from home. Is it different than when you work in an office? We can talk about that as well since we both work from home. Cool. This is part nine of our nine pillars of productivity. We, we did, did it. it. This is a nine-part series. I think this is our longest series ever in the podcast. Is it our um, only series? No, we had some other series, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, because we did the unique productivity styles. We did the series yeah, before about yeah. that. But it's cool stuff. Uh, and I think I think these have been really effective, and they've kind of um, really set the tone for where we're going with Structure and Flow, which is the name of our podcast, which we forgot to say at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I said, welcome to Structure and Flow. Oh, good. Okay. And if I didn't, I'll say it again. Welcome to Structure and Flow, the productivity podcast for creative entrepreneurs. And if you're listening to this July 24th, our enrollment opened for the Creative Business Accelerator today, Woo-hoo! which we're really excited about. Yesterday. Open yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yes. Okay. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. It's very uh, exciting. Head on over to pathtoprofitacademy.com slash join CBA. Learn all sorts of cool stuff. And our three video series is still up. You can take a look at that. We'll have the note the notes the, the link links to that, to that in, in the, the show notes. notes. Just a lot of good resources. It's a, a three video mini class, totally free. You can learn a ton of stuff and learn about the business accelerator and, and how to really take your business your creative business uh, into the next steps. Yeah, it's where we actually help you implement everything we talk about in the Structure and Flow podcast, starting with your creative business canvas all the way down to, I don't know what the F to do to grow my business today. Can we curse on our own podcast? No, I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that? So yeah, there's that tip jar <laughs> idea again. So, so back to focus. My, my alarm just we went are off. so not focused. My, my phone alarm just went off that it's time to meditate. So clearly, I'm not going to do that. And, and right now, and Manette's got a quote here from Bruce Lee. Yes. So we've got a whole Eastern influence going on here. Let's see if we can bring that to our Zen fo- focus. Let's see if we can bring that to our focus episode. You can read it. Okay. You like Bruce Lee? The successful warrior is the average man with laser-like focus. 
And we could we could say man or woman there, I guess. Yes, we could. But it is Bruce Lee, and he said the average man. So laser-like focus. How about the average human? And that means practice, right? Yep. Um, focus and practice. That's that's how you get there. It does. And so we want to share with you our seven favorite ways to improve focus at work. You might have some other ways that you improve your focus at work. If you do, I'd love for you to go share them. In the iTunes comments, leave us a review and let us know what is your best practice for improving focus at work. Because we're just two people mm-hmm. trying to muck it out, figure it out, you know. And if you say cats, along. you're lying and we won't believe you. <laughs> cats do not help focus. Oh my gosh. So our cat and um, we have a, a family of mockingbirds that nest in our yard every year. And there's this ongoing saga of Phoebe and the mockingbird. You can um, follow me on Instagram at Dr. Minette Riordan and see the videos. It's pretty hilarious. And unfortunately, Brad, his window faces where Phoebe and Mockingbird are spending their time. Yeah, it might as well have the, the gardener with the leaf blower out there. It's so noisy. Yes, but anyway, we're super distracted. So focus. Number one, pay attention to your work environment. Clear the clutter. Clear the clutter, <laughs> We're working on it. Have a great table or chair combo. Bring in the water and the snacks. Everything you need to make a great environment. Take away the clutter around you, the visual clutter, the audio clutter. Get, get things that support you, literally, like a chair and a table. Uh, and, and, and spiritually and emotionally, all of those things that, that support you. So you have a better chance to focus. You know, it's interesting when we talk about pay attention to your work environment. A lot of us that work from home, we live in small spaces and lofts or we have families and we don't always have the luxury of dedicated offices. And so how do you carve out that space when you work from home? I highly recommend that you carve out a corner in your home somewhere and just stake claim that this is your office space and that the only thing that goes in that space is stuff related to work. Like don't put your home bills there. So have a place that you can create that whole sense of I'm going to work today when you walk into that space. I know that sometimes I have that sense of I need to leave my workspace and not come back for a little while because it's also my craft room in my art studio, I spend a lot of time in there seven days a week. And there's sometimes when I, I just have that feeling of I cannot sit in this chair anymore. But there's also that feeling of when I walk into that space, I'm there to get to work, whether that's creative work, whether that's content creation or teaching or coaching or whatever it is, that is dedicated space. And it has that same feeling of getting in a car or on your bike or on a bus and traveling to work, even though the distance is 50 steps. It's actually 10 steps from the kitchen and my coffee maker, but really paying attention to how can you create dedicated space? And are you comfortable in this space? I've struggled a lot with this, trying to find a chair table combo. We seem to have a plethora of inherited old tables that I have been using as desks and and they're weird heights. And so trying to find the right chair so that I'm not killing myself and spending all my money that I'm making at the chiropractor. So that work chair table space is really important. But also when you go to this space, 
it's pretty easy to distract yourself with trips to the fridge and the coffee maker, the fresh glass of water. So bring snacks with you, prepare snacks ahead of time, have your lunch made in the fridge as if you were going to work for the day. There's some great things you can do so that you're not distracting yourself with thoughts of, I wonder what there is to make for lunch today. Right. So moving on, we talked about paying attention to the work environment, setting up a dedicated uh, work and creative space. Block time in your calendar for focus blocks, which we talked about quite a bit before. Or however you want to block off time, whether it's I blocked off all of today, I blocked off this morning, whatever it is. I'm not taking calls during this time. This is my writing time. This is my art time. This is my doing the books time. Whatever it is, block those things off in your calendar. And your calendar could be... Your calendar could be your Google calendar. It could be your physical planner calendar, whatever you want, Mm -hmm. Um, but block that time off. I think, um, I can't remember if it was episode 104 or 105 where we talked to Alan Brown about theming your days is another way of improving your focus is by having those particular days be themed towards certain projects. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, one that popped into my mind that he uses is he has one day a week where he focuses on getting speaking events. That's not what he does all day long, but that's his most important task for that day is spending some part of that day focused on getting booked to speak. Right. And that flows directly into the next one, number four, which is know what you are going to focus on ahead of time. So that's listing out your big six, like we talked about a number of times, uh, you know, whether it's having a project that's outlined, whether it's you having taken the time to look at how long a task is going to take or what priority it's going to be, know what you're going to focus on ahead of time. And this flows also nicely from the last episode, episode 109, where we talked about task management and what are the systems and processes we personally use to manage the tasks and all of the many projects that we have going on at the same time. But I wanted to give you some really specific examples of types of creative projects so that you understand what we're talking about. So during these time blocks or days or, you know, whatever the amount of time is that you're blocking out to do really focused creative work, or as one of our favorite authors, Cal Newport says, deep work. So work on a logo design would be an example of where you need distraction-free time to be in creative mode. Uh, practice drawing faces is another. Maybe you're an artist or a caricaturist or a cartoonist and drawing caricatures is your business. It takes a lot of practice. You probably have dedicated time for practice, just like our kids with their music or if you're a pianist, a drummer, a saxophonist. In order to get better at your craft, you need dedicated practice time. That's an example. Writing 10,000 words a day is another example. This tends to be a fairly common goal for many professional writers is they write every single day and they have a word count knowing that out of that 10,000 words, they're lucky of two thousand of them are keepable and the rest are get tossed, but they're committed to the number of words every day. So the thing about knowing your projects ahead of time is that this is the magic between structure and flow. And it allows your mind to start working on the project ever before you sit down in your space to do the work. So just be prepared, know what projects you're working on, set up the dedicated time, and then commit. And the commitment part is the hard part. Sure. Next one we have eliminating. Oh, sorry. Next one we have eliminating all distractions. 
Turn off your phones. Turn off the notifications on your phones. Close your browser tabs. Close your browsers. Go to the bathroom. Uh, you know, get done with making tea and, and all of those things. Put the cat out. Uh, turn the phone, turn the home phone off. There's just a million distractions and there's more every day in the world we live yeah. in. And, you know, you need to learn to turn off the notifications uh, on your computer and your phone. There's some pretty simple ways to do that. You can Google it for Windows, for Macintoshes, for iOS, for Android. What do you Google? Like how to turn off notifications? Yeah, or or do not disturb mode is uh, is a is. Typically, uh, computers and phones have a do not disturb mode that you can uh, you can mess with. Get good at that, um, unless you have fingers that don't work on your phone, <laughs> which we had a client that, that could make that happen. <laughs> it's hard to get it to scroll up to put that do not disturb on. But th- those things will eat your shorts if you're not uh, if you don't turn them off. And one of the things you do, and I saw this in a couple of articles that I was reading, is about picking the right music to work to as well can help you get into a better space of focus, whether you work at home or in an office, simply putting headphones on. And I find sometimes I just put my headphones on and there's no music playing, no noise, but it just sort of minimizes the distraction and the noise around me and people coming and going. So what can you do to minimize noise or maximize the environment that we talked about before using music would be another way. And I think it was in the powerful engagement that they talked about Hemingway was where we heard this quote. And he said um, to make himself right every day, he had two choices. He could do nothing or he could write. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was simple. There really wasn't a choice because he would get bored. And so he would write. And remember that when it comes to creativity, boredom is not your enemy. It's actually your friend. Solitude is your creative friend. And it's so easy to want to constantly be checking our phone and constantly be checking our email and let yourself get bored sometimes. Those moments of rest and creativity can often inspire your greatest thoughts. Yeah, I think people struggle with the fact that it's like that that apocryphal study where, you know, given the choice, people would rather electric or hit themselves with oh, an electric yeah, charge than, than be alone the with book. their thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, it, it's clear that... Uh, we're not good at being alone with our thoughts. We're not good at being bored because it means that we're alone with our thoughts and, uh, you know, somehow that's a scary thing, but, um, yeah, you need to get, you need to get used to it. Are you thinking about how you have to go meditate right after this and you're all distracted? <laughs> Meditating doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about this practice, so getting your work environment aligned, having dedicated workspace, blocking time, knowing what you're going to focus on, eliminating distractions, all of these are just habits. And guess what habits require? Mm. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> got to practice. You have you to keep coming back to it. Got to keep coming back to it. All of them. Um, and then the final thing that I think is so important, and I don't know if we've actually done a dedicated show about this one, but we probably should, because I think one of the biggest secrets and one of the biggest inhibitors of productivity is actually rest that rest and renewal improve productivity. And we talk so much about what happens when we do or don't get a good night's sleep. Oh, yeah. Changes everything. You know, ask yourself, 
I know me personally, I know what the answer is, but ask yourself, um, what type of person you are when you get a terrible night's sleep and what, what type of, what type of person you are after you've had the best sleep you've ever had. And, uh, you know, if you're honest with yourself, I think you'd see that there's a pretty wide gap and, uh, you know, for us to be our best selves, we need sleep and we need good sleep. Yeah. And we need rest and renewal and and all the things that it takes to keep your energy levels high. And this is not a health and wellness show, but we so often use things like Netflix, Amazon video, (laughs) caffeine, sugar, alcohol, other stimulants to help us stay awake and keep going long past when our body is already done. And I often talk about sales from the perspective of service. Well, let's talk about productivity from that perspective as well. When you're tired, are you really giving your clients the best of you? Are they getting your most productive and most creative? Or if you work for someone else, are you giving your employer the best of you if you're overtired and overworked? There's been so many studies in the medical industry about doctors, um, in the airline industry about pilots, like people are really finally cluing in. We need rest and renewal and we need more than just a few hours, more than just a day off here and there that we need dedicated space and time to really improve both productivity and creativity. Good stuff. That was seven Seven ways. We did it. We did seven ways to improve focus at work. We totally did. So let's do our quick summary of our four productivity styles. Oh, cool. How the commander, contemplator, conductor, and creator approach focus very differently from each other. We shared our model, but you might be a completely different productivity style. Mm -hmm. Our commanders tend to focus on intense, fast action and getting results without pausing to breathe or take a break. Guilty as charged. I can go, 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 go like the Energizer Bunny and I don't even notice that I'm stressed out or not pausing until Brad says, Manette, time to stop working. Right, right, right. Or my body goes, oh, groan, moan every time I stand up from my chair. So... For commanders, what we recommend in terms of focus is using a timer on your phone so that your 90-minute focus blocks don't turn into three days. So make sure that you're using the tools. This is a great way to use technology to actually improve focus by creating some rest breaks. Right. Our contemplators tend to focus on quality first and trying to get it perfect, which often slows progress. Hello. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so how that does this mean. impact focus? Do you feel like you kind of go into spinning mode or it impacts not your focus as much as your productivity because you're so stuck on getting one thing perfect? Yeah, I think more than likely I butt up against something that's hard that I'm trying to do, um, trying to get perfect and then give up on that and lose focus. Yeah. That, that's probably the most likely thing. Yeah. No, it's a, probably it's a the great, most likely thing. Great description. Remember our conductors are our people pleasers and people lovers. They tend to focus on connections with people over getting things done, which causes stress when nothing gets checked off the to-do list. And I want to share a quick case study about one of our clients who was a graphic designer. She'd been in business forever. 
She was totally the contemplator. And what happened with her is that she was being so responsive to her clients, checking her email every five minutes, responding instantly to to emails or quick changes and creative projects that she was doing, that she lost her ability to get those nice chunks of creative time that she needed to do the beautiful design work that she was capable of. But she felt like her need to please people and take care of her clients was more important than her own need for creative time. So we made some quick changes in her schedule. She was only allowed to check her email three times a day. And when she checked her email, if there was a response that required her to do any um, editorial work or quick design work, it went on a task list and scheduled into her creative time rather than interrupting her whole morning by her doing it right then in the moment. And so just restructuring her time and (laughs) restructuring her responsiveness to her clients where she was still respectful and getting back to them quickly, but not catering to every moment. Because the truth was they weren't expecting the immediate response. She trained them that way. So we had to do a little retraining of clients and everybody was happy in the end. She got her creative time. She was more productive. And ultimately she made more money because she was managing her time more effectively. Cool stuff. And that was... That was conductor, right? That was the conductor, yeah. And finally, the, our creators tend to focus on creative projects and forget about the rest of the world <laughs> or the tasks needed to run a business. Yes, that's me. It's so easy to get focused on those creative tasks and forget about paying the bills, mm-hmm. doing the dishes, folding the laundry that's been sitting in the laundry basket for three weeks. Well, actually, by the end of three weeks, there's no laundry in the laundry basket because we've just been living out of it. I don't do that. She does that. <laughs> that's not true. I, I tend to put the, the unfolded laundry baskets where they're going to get tripped over so that somebody <laughs> will finally take care of them. <laughs> He's been doing all the washing. I'm doing all the folding. Sometimes I get annoyed and say, can't you wash and fold? You know, it becomes this whole thing, right? But laundry is not the problem that we're trying to solve today. So for creators, for you, you need to make sure that in your focus blocks, you're creating a couple of hours a week to work on the tasks of running your business like marketing and sales and focusing on your numbers and paying bills so that you have more freedom of mind to actually do your creative projects. Good stuff. I think we did it. I think we did it too. And remember, we talked about our cart is open for enrollment in our Creative Business Accelerator. We're super jazzed. Um, We launched this earlier in January and we've completely redone the content to really be focused in on how can we help you be more productive and make sure that you're implementing the right projects and plans in your business instead of wasting time trying to do everything. Yeah. Jump on over to pathtoprofitacademy.com slash join CBA. That link will be in the the episode uh, show notes slash join CBA. And in next week's episode, 111, we're going to be discussing how crafting a three-year vision is a powerful productivity hack for creative business owners. Every time we do something in our own life or business, we do a show about it. So you'll get a sneak peek at what it is that we're working on personally. Bye guys. All right. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Structure and Flow, the productivity podcast for creative entrepreneurs. To find out more about this episode and others, go to pathtoprofitacademy.com and click on the podcast link. 